0: Welcome to the Bardcast. It's Shakespeare, you dick. We are your hosts. I am Lisa Ann Goldsmith.
1: And I am Owen Thompson.
0: And today's episode is assholes, douchebags, and fuck-ups in Shakespeare.
1: Not to be confused with jagoffs and fuckers and motherfuckers, but we'll get into that.
0: That's right. We were going to call this asshole Shakespeare, but then we realized that it really needed a bigger title.
1: Yeah, we wanted to talk about the, the people that, the, the cruel or gross or contemptible people in Shakespeare, but we realized that there's a slight difference between being an asshole and being a douchebag and being a fuck-up. And so, a jagoff And a fucker.
0: That's right. So who do you want to talk about first, Owen?
1: Well, you know, the first person that jumped out at me as an asshole was Friar Lawrence in Romeo and Juliet. Until I realized, until I started thinking about these uh, th- these fine delineations and I think he's really more of a fuck up Uh, for those really
0: he really does have everybody's best interest at heart
1: right and so that to me is what maybe actually maybe we should start by talking about the difference between assholes and jagoffs and douchebags
0: I think that's a great idea
1: So it's interesting that uh, if you look at at the definition, the Merriam-Webster definition of asshole and douchebag, it's actually pretty similar. Merriam-Webster describes an asshole as a stupid, annoying, or detestable person, while they describe a douchebag as an obnoxious, offensive, or disgusting person. Um, But but, uh, Urban Dictionary makes this distinction. They call an asshole a person who is intentionally cruel, obnoxious, and heartless while a douchebag is more self-obsessed than cruel. And Friar Lawrence doesn't really fit into any of those categories because he has people's best interests at heart.
0: That's true. Although actually Urban Dictionary says a douchebag is someone who has surpassed the levels of jerk and asshole, however, not yet reached fucker or motherfucker. But Owen and I disagree. We think that a douchebag is somebody that has really, really playing mostly because of self-interest and not necessarily because they're cruel, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think stupidity is part of being a douchebag as well. Uh, a perfect example of a douchebag in Shakespeare for me is Paroles in, uh, in All's Well That Ends Well, who is sort of like Falstaff without any of the redeeming qualities. He's just like a, he's kind of a jagoff. He's a, he's a soldier who's really a coward, but he's a braggart. Um, but he's not intentionally cruel to anyone. He's an idiot. And he's he's very self-involved, but he he's not he's not cruel. So that to me is a douchebag.
0: Agreed. F Y I, the Urban Dictionary definition of a jagoff, which people originated in Pittsburgh, by the way, uh, is a person usually male that has an unfavorable personality or annoying habits. Generally implies stupidity or ignorance.
1: Yeah, most of these definitions will include usually male.
0: Isn't that interesting?
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: I'm not either. So the one person that I want to talk about first, who I think is an absolute and complete asshole, is the Duke of Cornwall from King Lear. Um, So those of you that don't know the story, Cornwall is Regan's brutal husband. Uh, Regan is one of the three daughters of King Lear, and she's kind of a bitch herself. Oh, she's horrible. She's horrible. But Cornwall is really... He's vicious and he's savage. He's cruel for one thing, uh, and you can see that right away. Um, The first time we're at Gloucester's castle, the Earl of Gloucester is an old Lord in King Lear's court, um, who also has issues seeing which one of his children is honorable, but we'll get into that in a minute too. Um, Cornwall and Regan go to Gloucester's house to discuss their planned war against Lear. and Kent arrives to deliver a message where he gets into a fight with Oswald, who is Goneril's servant. Cornwall and Regan break up the fight, but instead of respecting Kent, who is, you know, an older gentleman, Cornwall puts him in the stocks for 24 hours. That's certainly asshole behavior.
1: Oh, but it gets worse.
0: Right, and then he's disrespectful. When Lear arrives at Gloucester, a bunch of things piss him really off, right? He finds out that Kent is being disrespected. um, And he also finds out that Regan and Cornwall initially ignore him by refusing to speak with him. And then, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back is when Goneril arrives and Goneril and Regan just get off on their dad, right? Um, And they're pushing his fragile state of sanity really to the brink. You know, so he flees the castle and he enters a, a storm and he's outside and Cornwall orders Gloucester to lock Lear out of the castle, which, which Gloucester does, even though he's concerned about Lear's safety, right? So that's fucked up. And then he's sadistic, right? Cornwall is sadistic. There is uh, a scene where Cornwall and Regan tie up Gloucester in his own home. They insult him. They they yank on his beard. Um, Cornwall's upset that he can't actually kill Gloucester without a trial, but he tortures him. Right now, Gloucester's a nobleman. He's a lord. They're humiliating him, disgracing him in front of servants. And then Cornwall takes out one of his eyes with a sword, throws it on the floor, and steps on it.
1: Yeah, that, that that's kind of asshole behavior. Don't it should you, be you? it should be noted that it's actually Goneril's idea to do that, but uh, Cornwall carries it out and he certainly seems to enjoy it. I believe the line as he pulls an eye out of Gloucester's head is, out vile jelly, where is thy luster now?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, yes, it is Goneril's idea, but I mean, my mom always said, if uh, if somebody tells you to jump off a bridge, are you gonna do it?
1: If somebody tells you to pull out Gloucester's eyes, are you gonna do it?
0: And- the Duke says, why, yes, I am. And then, of course, Regan, you know, loves it and tells Cornwall to take out the other eye.
1: Right. So, and of yeah. course, he does pay for it with his life almost immediately.
0: He does. He does. Now, servant goes, this is bullshit and stabs him.
1: Right. So, but uh, it doesn't make him any less of an asshole. No, I, th- I think, and, and, and here's another thing, contemptible in one of the definitions is a key word, what he does is not only cruel and asholic, it's contemptible, right? It is contemptible. There's, there's no grandeur to him at all. Some of, some of the, the villains in Shakespeare, like Richard III, for instance, is a horrible, horrible villain. You might say he's on the fucker or motherfucker level. Oh, he's on the
0: motherfucker level.
1: But on the other hand, uh, he does have grandeur. And also, even more importantly, he's got style. And we like him. He's entertaining and funny, right? So,
0: and he's smart about the way he goes about it. You know, the Duke of Cornwall's just a thug.
1: Yeah, he's just an asshole, right? Well, oh, so totally so good. going back to Friar Lawrence, the reason he isn't an asshole to me is because he doesn't do anything intentionally cruel, and he is self-involved in that he has a high regard for his own, a probably far too high regard for his own intellect and skill set. But he only wants to use it for good. However, he is an adult. He is intelligent. And yet he decides that it's a fine idea to marry these teenage children, Romeo and Juliet, whose families are basically at war with one another Because he th- in secret because he thinks that's going to patch things up. And of course, it only precipitates, you know, the the things that go wrong in the show. Not to mention his brilliant plan of giving a miraculous drug to Juliet that will make it look like she's dead when she isn't.
0: Dear Lord.
1: And then he sends word to Romeo, who's been banished in Mantua by Friar John, with this letter to tell him the brilliant plan about Juliet being undead in the tomb. And of course, that goes horribly wrong because the letter never reaches Romeo. Because there's a plague. And exactly. So if Friar Lawrence had just min- had just kept his business to himself, none of that shit would have gone down.
0: I agree. He's but a fuck up.
1: He's a fuck up. He's a fuck up. He should know better, but not an asshole.
0: No, he's not an asshole because he doesn't do anything maliciously.
1: Right. I mean, it's interesting. That play is full of different, ver- I mean, Tybalt is a total asshole in that play.
0: He is a total asshole. I mean, but Tybalt is somebody that just wants to fight all the time for any reason. He's, right. you know, he's provocative.
1: He's a bully. He's a thug. And he's he, a bully. And he just wants to fight. What do you think about Capulet, Lord Capulet? Where would you place him in that play?
0: I think Lord Capulet is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a dick is different. I mean, I, he thinks he's doing the right thing for his daughter, but he also doesn't want to... He doesn't want to let her have her own say. He doesn't want to let his wife or the nurse have the say. He wants things the way he wants them. And he thinks because he pays the bills, he gets to have that say. He's a dick.
1: Yeah, he's like a jolly old guy until anybody says boo to him. Like Tybalt crosses him early in the play and he loses his mind. And then of course later when Juliet doesn't want to marry County Paris, he really loses his mind and tells her he's going to disinherit her and kick her out in the streets where she can die for all he cares. So, you know, uh, I agree that he's a dick. I would say he's also an asshole.
0: He's also an asshole. So is Aegeus in A Midsummer Night's Dream. He's Yeah, man.
1: all of those dads, that, you know, I mean, if you, want a, if you want your daughter to die because she won't marry the guy that you want her to, I'm, I don't care what time period is. is, you're a dick.
0: Right? What the fuck, man?
1: Yeah, and, and an asshole.
0: And definitely an asshole. But I don't think, I mean, when you look at Aegeus, is the fact that he wants Theseus to send Hermia to a nunnery if she doesn't marry the person that he wants her to marry. Is that malicious? Kind of, but it's not cruel.
1: Yeah, but him him wanting her to die is. And it's Theseus that suggests... wanting her to die, Isn't it Theseus that suggests the nunnery?
0: Well, because Theseus is like, we're not going to kill your daughter.
1: Right, but Aegeus isn't like, send her my daughter to a nunnery. He's like, she's got to marry Demetrius or die. Well, then he's a total asshole. He's an asshole. And speaking of Demetrius, there's another asshole.
0: Yeah, but Demetrius is kind of just a prick. You know what I mean? He's like that fucking guy in a bar, you know? He's the one who's like buying shots for everybody and starting fights with the guy who looks kind of gentle sitting at the end of a bar. He's a prick.
1: Well, but I would only add this. He full-on threatens to rape Helena in the, in the forest.
0: But he yes, he does. But he thinks he's he thinks it's her fault because she's throwing herself at him.
1: That doesn't make him any less of an asshole.
0: I didn't say it did.
1: I, I mean I'm not saying he isn't a brick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is a prick he is definitely an asshole
1: also and also you know it, it's only. but he doesn't
0: actually do anything cruel he just threatens to do things cruel which uh, is why i think he's more of a prick than an asshole
1: yeah i suppose well also it's like a gentle comedy right but like what's going to happen when that Yeah, love that's juice
0: real gentle i'm gonna rape you in the woods i know but this is what
1: i'm saying <laughs> also what the hell is going to happen when the love juice wears off right I mean, he only, for those that don't know, like he, like Hermia and Lysander are in love and Demetrius was in love with Helena, but now he's in love with Hermia and her dad wants him to marry her and Helena's in love with Demetrius and blah, blah, blah. And then in the forest, the fairies have this magic love potion that if you put it on somebody's eyes, it makes you love the first person you see. So Lysander by mistake gets the love juice put in his eyes. So he's now, he wakes up and he falls in love with Helena. And now both Demetrius and, you know, they're both they're It's all like for and it doesn't make any <laughs> sense until the, they finally put things right by putting the love juice on Demetrius's eyes. And then he's in love with Helena. Again. And taking
0: it off Lysander.
1: And taking it off Lysander. So he's back in love with Hermia. But the point is Lysander is legit in love with Hermia. But Demetrius is like love juice potioned into being in love with Helena, uh, kind of against his will.
0: Which so, kind of makes Puck a fuck-up.
1: Well, yeah, Puck is a fuck-up, except <laughs> uh, say that three times fast. But I, I accept, first of all, he's immortal and it's a different thing. But also, like he, I, I think he enjoys being a, like the, He's an agent of chaos, Puck, really. He just, what does
0: that make Oberon? Because Oberon definitively does something maliciously to, to Tanya.
1: Oh, he, Oberon's an asshole. It's just that he's not a human being.
0: So you can't be an asshole if you're a Sprite?
1: I'm just saying it's a different thing, right? <laughs> I, I'm not, I can't judge fairies the same way that I judge humans. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a, it, for what he does to Titania is a dick move for sure. It's a dick move. Put in, put in, he puts the love juice on Titania's eyes, so and he has Puck change uh, bottoms, bottom into a, a donkey. Or giving him a donkey's head so that she'll fall in love with, you know, the most contemptible thing possible. So, yeah, that's an asshole move, for sure.
0: I would like to point something out. Do you notice that it is always men in Shakespeare that are mercurial and keep changing who they're in love with?
1: Yeah, that's true. Because men are assholes.
0: Well, then there you have it. (laughs) But are they assholes because they're all malicious? No, some of them are fuck-ups, some of them are pricks, and some of them are dicks.
1: (laughs) <laughs> did, you say, did you just say Jagoff?
0: Jagoffs, yes. Some of them are definitely Jagoffs, but Jagoffs are stupid.
1: Right. So, for instance, like the difference between assholes and douchebags and fuck ups and that sort of thing. Like in, in Othello, you know, you've got Iago, who's obviously mm, probably the most horrible villain that Shakespeare ever wrote.
0: He's a motherfucker.
1: Yeah, he is a motherfucker. And I think that transcends asshole.
0: Yeah, he and Richard are up there on the motherfucker level.
1: Yeah. For sure. Um, but so, like, if he's a motherfucker, then in that play, it's Rodrigo who's an asshole. Yeah. Because Rodrigo is full on into, like, cuckolding Othello and sleeping with Desdemona. so And he doesn't care what has to happen for that to, be, to become a reality. He's a
0: jackoff off too, because he's not very smart.
1: No, and he's a douchebag. He's, 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 full of himself and he thinks, why wouldn't Desdemona want to sleep with me? But he's, he's also stupid because he allows Iago to like, you know, wind him around his finger for the entire play until he finally gets killed. Right. But yeah, there's a level, there's, Iago's operating on, on such a high level of fuckery that it transcends asshole. So I think there's a couple of things that take people out of the asshole category and extreme intelligence and, and ruthlessness can be one of them.
0: And style.
1: And style. That's very important. What about Falstaff?
0: Yes. But Falstaff is somebody, he's an asshole that you love to love. Like Mercutio. Mercutio is an asshole, but you love to love him too. Well, you,
1: you love to love Richard III. That's true. And and unlike- no, Merc- you
0: don't really love Iago. You respect Iago
1: you yeah you can't love no iago is is the is hateable but on the other hand he, he makes us complicit because he invites us in and we go there so that's all i mean there, there's a level of complexity in iago that isn't in richard that's um, true. It, it, I mean, it,
0: when richard does something you're like holy shit but you're laughing because you're like that's insane and crazy and brilliant well
1: to me the the the, the one for one comparison that I always think of with Richard III is of all people, Bugs Bunny. Because, oh my God! Yes. Because Bugs Bunny will pull a stick of dynamite out of you know his ass or wherever, and hand it to somebody, blow them to smithereens, and look in the camera and go, "Gee, ain't I a stinker?" And that's pretty so much what Richard it? III does.
0: So then, who is it, Owen? Do you think in Shakespeare that goes, "I'll do it, but I'll probably hate myself in the morning." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Richard III actually does hate himself in the morning by ah. the end of the play, right? He has that speech about his conscience, so <laughs> it, it, th- that parallel continues. But Richard III may do asshole things, and Falstaff does asshole things for sure, but we totally forgive—well, also— He's also know,
0: drunk most of the time.
1: And Falstaff doesn't, isn't a murderer. Right. So, I mean, he does a lot of bad things or a lot of petty bad things, but he's also so smart and so funny and so charismatic. And all of those things are shared by Mercutio and by Richard. So they kind of can't go in the asshole category because we love them. We do love them. Here's somebody we don't love though, who I think is an asshole
0: and a Jagoff and that's Claudius and Hamlet. For sure. He's definitely part Jagoff because he's stupid. He is stupid. But an a, asshole because he murders Hamlet's dad and then marries Hamlet's mother.
1: Right. And there's And he no, pays a
0: couple of assholes to to kill Hamlet. Because why the hell not?
1: And there's no grandeur to him, and there's no style.
0: There's no style.
1: And there's no and he's not funny and he's not witty. No, he's and
0: an he's an asshole. Not because, you know, he doesn't see it coming when he thinks Hamlet is gonna drink poisoned wine or getting pricked by a poisoned sword and yeah. And then Hamlet's mom drinks the bad wine and dies. And then Hamlet stabs Claudius with the sword and then makes him drink the wine. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and while we're he on the subject death. of the various poisons in Hamlet and assholes in Hamlet, I want to give a little bit of a shout out to Laertes. For yeah, being an asshole.
0: He's kind of a prick too. He
1: he seems on the surface like a pretty decent guy, and he certainly has a beef when he comes back and his father has been killed, and then his you know, his sister sort of kills herself and is crazy, and you know, he's got dealt a bad hand. But there's one line that always makes me go, Wait, what? In the scene where Claudius is concocting the plan with him to kill Hamlet at the end of the play. And he's talking about you know the, the poison wine and all of this. And they're talking about, they'll, they'll stage a duel between Laertes and Hamlet, but Laertes will get a sword that has poison on it. Right. So Laertes sort of casually mentions that he bought this horrible po- poison when he was on, on, on his travels. Casually. Li- yeah. Uh, the line is, I bought an unction of a mountebank, unction meaning a terrible poison. Um, and I'm always like, hold on, you did what now? You so you were at some fair or something, and there was a dude that had some terrible poison, and you were like, "Yeah, I think I might need some poison. Why? Well, I why mean, would you do you that?"
0: Whenever you go on a little trip, I always go, you know, on little trips and go, "What kind of substance can I buy in this pretty little seaside Connecticut town that will kill somebody?"
1: Right. Was he like in the Elsinore Bed Bath and Beyond looking for travel-size shampoo and poison? <laughs> I mean what the fuck? You're an asshole.
0: Is an asshole.
1: <laughs> right? I mean, who does that?
0: I mean, to be fair, to be fair, you can say that Hamlet's mom, Gertrude is a little bit of an asshole too. Well, I mean,
1: who know who knows how much she knew. That's the question, right?
0: Yes. I mean, does she know that Claudius killed her husband? Maybe, maybe not.
1: Right. We we Just never get that. afraid of
0: growing old alone.
1: And I will say, listen, I'm going to throw one bone to poor old Claudius. I think you're absolutely right. He's an asshole. You know, we haven't even used the word scumbag, but he's a bit of a scumbag.
0: He's totally a scumbag.
1: But his one redeeming feature is that he really does seem to be in love with Gertrude.
0: And probably has been in love with Gertrude the and entire I, And time. I think
1: vice versa. They're one of the mo- they are one of the only convincing married couples in all of Shakespeare.
0: Well, I think Lady Mac and Mac are a
1: I agree. I think those are the two. Yeah. And isn't it, isn't it, doesn't it say something about how Shakespeare must have felt about marriage? No That the, the only two convincing married couples in all of Shakespeare are Lord and Lady Mac and fucking Claudius and Gertrude. Who kill people. Right. Yeah. But, on the, but speaking of, of Macbeth... I don't think I mean yeah he's a murderer and he's all that a fuck but up. he's a fuck up too um but I don't think he's an asshole
0: well I, I don't think that he does things for malicious and cruel reasons I think he does things I mean, I think he's ambitious. Obviously, he wants to be king, but he doesn't want to be king so that he can kill people. You know what I mean?
1: I do. And and he's, I mean, he vacillates, right? I mean, that's how he's, he's a fuck up because he can't do it, right? He, want—he, you know, and, and his wife calls him on it, right? You want to be king, but you don't want to get your hands dirty and do the things that you're going to have to do to be king, right? right. And he, because he wants it, he wants, he does want it. And he does, he, you know, let's face it. He does, in fact, commit terrible murders. Um, but he has a conscience and so does she and it turns out so does she so you know that they're, they're they're the price that they pay is so high and they kind of pay it from the beginning that it to me to call, uh, to call them motherfuckers is fine but they're not you know there's a grandeur to them and there's a humanity to them that that makes them not be total assholes
0: right and yes i mean yes lady mac <laughs> talks him into doing it and gets him to kill the king but the reason that they want to be king and queen is not to do terrible things.
1: No, but to be fair, the reason they want to become king and queen is for the sake of it. Yes, that's, yes. Which is they pretty They want terrible. the
0: grandeur, which is not yeah. great, but it's also not like, I want to become king and queen so we can kill all the gays in Scotland. You know what I mean?
1: I saw a production that seemed like that once, though. Ha <laughs> ha or at least it seemed that all the gays in Scotland were in that production at least. But, um, no, but, but, but wanting power for power's sake is pretty bad.
0: It is pretty bad, but it's what you, I, I mean, I think the thing that really would put them in the major asshole category would be that if they wanted to be king and queen, so they could continue to do further horrible things.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it. It that what they do is is pretty bad. But they're not douchebags.
0: They're not douchebags, and they're because, not jagoffs because they're not stupid.
1: No. No. Well, uh, I I don't think that that Lord Mac is particularly bright. Lady Mac, I think, is really smart.
0: Oh yeah, she's she's got it on the ball. For- too
1: smart. Too smart for her own good. Yeah. What about Brutus in Julius Caesar? <sighs> I think it's I think it's fuck up.
0: I would say fuck up. Why in God's name doesn't he take Cassius's advice?
1: Exactly. I mean, if you're now so if you're going so for those that are not familiar, Brutus is the the guy who like is the ends up being the leader of the conspirators that uh, murders Julius Caesar um, at the behest mostly of his friend cassius but cassius all, once Brutus is in on and it takes some convincing for Brutus to join the gang, but once he's in, Cassius has some pretty decent suggestions like if we're going to kill Caesar we should kill Mark Antony, his right hand man as well, because otherwise he might, you know, get mad and come after us. And Brutus is like, no, it's cool. We'll and just Cassius kill Caesar. Is like, no,
0: it's not cool.
1: And of and course- Brutus
0: is like, no, it's cool. And then Mark Antony comes in and says, let me speak at his funeral. And Cassius says, not a good idea, Brutus. Don't let it happen. And Brutus is like, no, it's fine. It's
1: fine because I'm going to speak first and tell everybody our position, and they'll be convinced, and it'll be fine. And, and then of,
0: we'll leave and let Mark Antony. Have and to then we'll go leave. Alone. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Now, I mean,
1: Cassius. Spoiler alert: Cassius, that doesn't he, go well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cassius is a little bit of a dick, right? Because he's very straightforward, right? Doesn't pull any punches. He's not the happiest guy in the world, but at least he has a sense of what is the reality of the situation.
1: Yeah, I would say that Cassius is more of an asshole than Brutus because Brutus decides to kill Caesar for altruistic reasons. He really thinks it's for the good of the state. Cassius seems more jealous than anything.
0: Yeah. Cassius is
1: pissed off that Caesar is in the position that he's in and that Cassius is not. So it's envy and jealousy that are driving Cassius, which make him an asshole.
0: Yeah, but it's, that's the only time. That's the only specific like instance of him doing something maliciously. You
1: yeah. Know? And but listen, I think he's smarter than Brutus for sure. Without I'm risk. just saying that Brutus's motives for for the murder are are you know they're maybe pure, I think. they could be misguided, but they're pure. They're not pure where Cassius is concerned. But Cassius gives him good advice. Kill Antony. Okay, you're not going to kill Antony. Well, don't let him speak. Well, if you're going to let him speak, don't let him speak by himself. Brutus overrides him all on all of these. And, and he then overrides even... him
0: too on when they're, when they're actually in the war.
1: Exactly. Because they have the high ground for the final battle. And Cassius says, let's keep the high ground. And Brutus is like, no, it'll be fine. We'll just go where they are and we'll fight them there.
0: For fuck's sake.
1: Yeah. So he's a fuck up.
0: He is a fuck up.
1: Just like Mark Antony. Uh, in Antony and Cleopatra, at least he's not a fuck up in Julius Caesar.
0: Oh no, no, not at all, not at no, all. No, he kind of a prick, but he, but you know, he he gets it done in Julius Caesar. But then something happens before Antony and Cleopatra, and he just becomes a doofus.
1: Well, it's twenty twenty five years of drinking and syphilis <laughs> is what goes wrong. But with meanwhile, Mark he's
0: banging the hottest woman like known to history. So. Right,
1: right, right. And spot
0: one of the smartest women known to history.
1: Yeah. And, one, and again, on a short list of the smartest people in Shakespeare.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, it's probably, you know, Hamlet, Falstaff, Iago, and Cleopatra are the smartest people in Shakespeare.
0: Yeah, I would say that's about right.
1: Doesn't always serve them well.
0: <laughs> uh, here's, an ass, here's an asshole. Kind of an asshole. Leontes.
1: Oh, well, yes, for sure. Oh my God. I mean, he, uh, and, and also just a baffling asshole.
0: It's like, what are you fucking thinking? Where in God's name did you get this idea?
1: Yeah, All so of a was- sudden,
0: out of, out of the blue, that your wife is fucking your best friend.
1: Right. For the, again, for, for those that aren't that familiar, we're talking about The the Winter's Tale. And in in that play, Uh, King Leontes is hosting his best friend, King Polixenes, and they're just, you know, they're hanging out and they're having a good time, and Polixenes is chatting with Leontes' wife, Hermione, and out of nowhere, Leontes decides that they're having an affair, and that his son is, or his daughter rather, his, his, his unborn daughter is Polixenes' child. It makes absolutely no sense.
0: Yes, and by the way, let me preface this by saying that Leontes specifically tells Hermione to be gracious to Polixenes and right. to spend time with him.
1: Yeah, and, she, and ask him to stay and extend his visit. And then when that works, he decides that they're fucking.
0: So is that just a little bit of insanity?
1: Yeah, well, it, it's total He's a insanity. Crazy person. Well, and what he wants? To, what does he want to do ultimately? He wants to throw both his daughter uh, when she's born and his wife into the fire.
0: Yeah, yeah. He puts his wife in jail. She has a baby in jail, and then makes her come to court to be tried like hours after she's given birth. That's fucked up.
1: Um. Yeah. So is burning her. Well. Yeah. And again, spoiler alert, it has a bizarrely happy ending when after 16 years, you know, it turns out that Hermione is alive and there's the whole thing where she's sort of a statue that Mitch comes has to life. to
0: pretend life. to be a statue. Ugh.
1: Yeah, somebody once asked me when I was going to see a, a production of this play, l- l- my friend was like, "I honestly, I don't know that much about this one. What can you tell me? And I said, well, you know, The Winter's Tale comes from what I like to call Shakespeare's WTF period. <laughs> Because, you know, there's a couple of plays in there that it's like, okay, well, I mean, it's, yeah, but what, what, huh, what? And Winter's Tale is definitely one of them, much yeah. as I love it. It really is. But it's a there's tough some
0: one. Gorgeous things in it, but who else, Owen?
1: Uh, Well, what about Edmund in King Lear?
0: Oh, he is a complete and total prick.
1: Yes, yes. And again, I mean, he's... He sort of falls in the Richard the Third category in that he's, you know, he's suave and he's kind of charming, but, you know, mostly he's just horrible. He is horrible. You know, he betrays his father, he betrays his half-brother, and, you know, it's just he's he's the one that's ultimately responsible for Gloucester's eyes being pulled out, Gloucester oh, I mean, who's his father.
0: Yeah, he wants to fuck Regan and Goneril, because why not? They're sisters.
1: Right. And he, and again, it's ambition. It's, you know, I mean, like a lot of characters in Shakespeare he has
0: know, no it, conscience though. He
1: has no, well that he's amoral. Yeah. You know, and, and he has that a, a very much in common with Richard the Third, who is not, not so much immoral as amoral. I mean, you know, I mean, it, obviously this is not psychological Shakespeare, but somebody like Iago seems to me like a, just a sociopath, someone for whom other people aren't real.
0: Agreed. Yeah. The thing about Edmund, I think, that's differs slightly from Richard and Iago for me is that he gets so caught up in his own um, the way he, f- he thinks he thinks he's so smart that he gets caught up in it and gets fucked by it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have, well, and then there's Don John and much ado.
0: Oh, for God's sake.
1: Who's sort of like, you know, he's got a little Edmund in him. He's got a little Iago in him, but he's really stupid.
0: He is really stupid. And
1: he's and he's a boring villain. Of course that's a comedy, so it you know it shakes out in different ways. But he's a he's a total asshole. He has no style. He has no style at all.
0: What do you think about Malvolio? He's a prick, certainly.
1: Yes. He's and not a, an
0: asshole though, because he doesn't. You know what?
1: He's what? a douchebag.
0: He is a douchebag.
1: Malvolio is a classic douchebag because he's so self-involved and he thinks everybody loves him. And he's just got a to and he and he's and he's Condescending to people, and he takes advantage of them when he can, and you know he, he's just a, you know, bag of douche.
0: He is Edmund's a douchebag too.
1: Very self-involved, yeah but, yeah. but 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 douchebag. I mean, there's also there's a slimy quality to Malvolio.
0: Oh, there totally is.
1: You know, I mean, in a way, Edmund at least is direct, and he's going to kill people, and you know, he wants what he wants, uh, and he's not he's not a party pooper. Fucking no, Malvolio he can be
0: played he can be played slimy.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean but but Malvolio's just all slime.
0: And Malvolio's a prig.
1: Yes. Well, and he's just, you know, he's a wet blanket. He is. He, a wet blanket. He's all of these things. He's just <laughs> horrible. <laughs> but I mean Sir Toby in that play in Twelfth Night we're talking about. Um Sir Toby's an asshole. He takes advantage of people.
0: He is an asshole. And frankly, like Mariah goes along with it. And so does Sir Andrew.
1: Right. Well, and in that same play, Orsino, total douchebag.
0: Orsino's a douchebag because he thinks that, because again, he's a douchebag because he has such a high opinion and he's so of himself and he's so wrapped up in who he is that it makes him a douchebag because he can't understand why Olivia would not be in love with him.
1: Right. I mean, he's a narcissist.
0: He is a total narcissist.
1: Which Malvolio is as well. And I think narcissism is, is you know, one of, the, one of the, the, the most defining traits of a douchebag.
0: Yeah. I mean, Edmund's a narcissist, without question.
1: Mm-hmm. But, but there's something, I mean, also, they're ridiculous. And that's another hallmark of a douchebag. Edmund is not ridiculous.
0: No, he's Parole's not.
1: Parole's is ridiculous. Yes. Falstaff is not ridiculous. He does ridiculous things, but because he's so smart and underneath he's so wise in weird ways, um, it, it transcends, I mean, it, it transcends all of that. He's, he's, he has greatness in him, so he can't be a douchebag or an asshole, ultimately.
0: What about um, the Duke of Morocco? Yeah,
1: well, Jesus Christ, everybody in that fucking play merchant of venice <laughs> that, everybody is an
0: everybody's asshole. an asshole in their own particular I, there's
1: family. not one person in that pl- i'm trying to think okay you, okay you know who i don't hate in that play i don't hate Nerissa. no i mean but, i mean kinda...
0: but 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 she does go along with the
1: stupid fucking things that Portia wants her to do yeah but but what choice does she have really and you know i mean I, i'm not saying it's great i'm just saying everybody else is so terrible <laughs> i i can't even i can't with that i mean and it that's such a weird play but yeah the the both princes the prince of morocco and the prince of aragon are douchebags they're douchebags,
0: douchebags. yeah they're not they're not assholes but they are
1: douchebags yeah and they're portia,
0: jagoffs they are totally jag-offs. They're, they're
1: jagoffs for sure portia portia's an asshole bassanio is an asshole um antonio he's yeah. kind of
0: he's kind of a prick yeah
1: yeah i mean the thing that i hate most about antonio is i mean i feel mostly I feel, smart. mostly i feel sorry for antonio but when he tries to blackmail when he tries to blackmail bassanio with that letter he sends the letter basically saying oh it's okay i'm only going to have my heart ripped out of yes! my chest in public but you don't have to come if you don't want to you know i mean it's it's he's pathetic he's pathetic and of course Shylock is an asshole. Of course Shylock is an asshole. Of course Shylock. He has motivation to be an asshole. But yeah, no question. And his daughter not that he doesn't have reason. His daughter's a total asshole. Just she is a total asshole.
0: Talk about, you know, I mean, one way or another, whether you think your dad's a dick, there's something to be said for some sort of respect. She has no respect.
1: Well, here's where she loses me. I I okay, so I'm not saying that Shylock is the most fun dad of all time, right? I I'm not I don't blame her for escaping his house and eloping. I kind of don't blame her for stealing from him, but what I where she loses me is when we find out that she traded uh Shylock's ring that he had from his from her mother for a fucking monkey.
0: Yeah, that is fucked up. That is malicious. Yeah. She is a, that is a total asshole
1: move. Yeah, for sure. But everybody in that play I there's not I mean that play is super hard because That play is
0: rife with assholes. Yes, yeah.
1: Gaping, gaping assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think this is a topic we might revisit.
0: I think it's a topic we should revisit. And I think perhaps next time we'll really have those categories like broken down.
1: Yeah, I think maybe I kind of feel, if you will, like we've just scratched the side of the asshole.
0: <laughs> we've we've scratched the surface of the sphincter.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not really sure how informational this is for you guys this week, but, but this was, is the kind of shit we think about.
1: <laughs> it was fun for us.
0: It was fun for us. Join us next time for the second episode of Film Shakespeare. This time we're going to be talking about all the different incarnations of Hamlet.
1: Yeah, we got to start with Hamlet. There's no doubt.
0: There's no question about it. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and write a review because that's very helpful to us. And if you want to give us some money, not everybody can. But if you want to, please go to our page at patreon.com, which is in the show notes.
1: You can certainly, and you can also go there by visiting our website at www.thebardcastudick.com.
0: And if you have extra money and want to donate to a great charity, there's a link to the Actors Fund in our show notes and on our website as well. And remember,
1: it's Shakespeare, you dick. dick.
0: The preceding podcast was a production of Country Matters, LLC, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.